Hello everyone, I am The Schmoozer and this is The Schmooze, a modcast where we chat with interesting people who are changing the world and impacting the lives of the people I love and care about. On today's episode, we sit down with personal trainer and health expert Ray Dente. You are not going to want to miss this, The Schmooze. Let's do it. Okay, I am so excited for today's show. And before we jump into it, a quick word from our sponsor, Canada Dry, which is anything but dry. Since 1904, Canada Dry has been producing the finest in beverage excellence from ginger ale, tonic water, club soda, and sparkling seltzer water. All of their products made with extra fizz, which makes for an unforgettable hydration experience. And for the first time in 40 years, Canada Dry is introducing a new product, the Chicken Noodle Soup Flavored Soda. It sounds suspicious, tastes delicious. With no added sodium and extra protein and extra amino acids, the Chick Noodle Soda is revolutionary and changing the beverage game forever. The Jewish Weekly is calling this beverage one for the ages, and the Chutzpah Report is quoted as saying, well, it's about damn time. Pick up your can or bottle of the Chick Noodle Soda wherever beverages are sold. Canada Dry, made in America. Okay, well, here we are. Uh, This is the first official episode of The Schmooze, and I'm pumped. And uh, yeah, recently had the chance to sit down with Ray Dente, personal trainer, health and fitness expert, uh, and I really think you're going to enjoy this. Uh, You're going to be inspired, and you're going to learn a few things too. Uh, He's just awesome. Great, great guy. We talk about his life. We talk about some of his clients, uh, the bridge, P for P, the king, the freak, you know them all. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Without further ado, here is my conversation, the schmooze sit down with Ray Dente. All right. So I am sitting here at the Sky Health Studio with the one and only Ray Dente, uh, fitness and health expert and the personal trainer for some of my closest friends. Uh, Ray, thanks a lot for doing this. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. Absolutely. I thought about, I was as I was walking here, I passed a uh, Dunkin' Donuts and thought about just picking up like a box of munchkins and just eating them the entire time. How would you feel about that if mm. I was doing that? Would that be a tease for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely not in my uh, interest level right now. What is your guilty pleasure, like um, food-wise? I know you're you're the picture of health right here. Probably like uh, shrimp and lobster sauce. Okay. Pork fried rice. Okay. I go for that. All right. It still seems like it's it's within the same realm of of the foods that. Yeah. No longer no longer pizza. No longer pasta. Uh, I don't want any um, ass blowouts anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> I can relate to that. Um, I feel like meeting you is like meeting a friend's significant other, like where someone just talks about someone goes on and on. They don't shut up about that person. And then you finally meet them. And it's like, you're, you're live and in the flesh now. So th- this is great. Awesome. Awesome. These guys have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I, one guy comes in talks about a friend and brings that friend in talks about another. And I feel like I know him before I've even met them. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like a family and, uh, I love these guys. So you got Max whose team name is pound for pound. Wow. We got Jeff, who is uh, the king of all beasts. <laughs> He's a beast. He's a beast. Uh, you have the big bridge. Yeah, bridges. And uh, you got uh, the freak, Alicia. Wow. Call her the freak. The freak, Leash. Yeah, Leash. Leash has been uh, kicking ass ever since she got here. Yeah. She came in today. Yeah, she's done well. She's a tall glass of water. Yeah, she is. No, she's uh, putting muscle on now. She can, flex, <laughs> she can flex her glutes now, though. I'll tell you that much. 
so Ray, walk me. Let's 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 talk to me about your your journey. Where you grew up, where you're from, what your childhood was like. I know you were you're born in Irvington, right? Irvington, New Jersey, right outside. So we're all of Jersey people, also, yeah, except yeah, for Alicia. Yeah, yeah, we're all. And Nigeria David, I'm not really sure where David's from, but it's my core group. Oh, yeah, he's okay. Oldbridge. So, okay. Yeah. Um, grew up outside of uh, Newark back in the '60s. Um, Johnny Unitas played for the Baltimore Colts. Um, Love football. We had a high school team dressed like the Colts, the same uniform, and that kind of got my interest uh, as I was a kid. What position? Um, as I grew up uh, playing Pop Warner, I played quarterback, outside linebacker, and played it all the way into college. So in, in middle school, high school, how, how big were you? Um, they called me Bean in high school. I was about 173 pounds, six foot three. So I was, like, I was a tall stick. Throw the ball far, but I was like a giraffe running down the field. And you're about 6'3 now? I'm 6'3 okay. now. Yeah. Put on about 35 pounds since uh, high school. Uh, played college ball. Where'd you play? Uh, Southern Connecticut and St. Peter's in Jersey City. Go Peacocks. <laughs> so you transferred? Yeah. Okay. My last year. Got that, it. That was a lot of fun. So it was Division Three. At the time, uh, we played this uh, college team, St. John's. You guys know St. John's in the Big East? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They had a guy named Eric Blygen played fullback for the New York Jets. And Eric was uh, he was a hard hitter. So me playing outside linebacker and having to take him on as a lead blocker, you know, back in that day, he was a big dude. He was six foot two thirty five, and that was considered huge. Very cool. Yeah. And and what was your fitness regimen like in high school, then in college, and then maybe a couple years outside? Uh, it college? was it was stupid. You know, uh, everything was based on how much you can bench and squat, and how fast you can do the six minute mile, which really had no correlation to sprinting, agility, you know, um, hunting down a running back or catching the ball and springing to the end zone. So it was training was different. Than it is today. But it was always a part of your life, right? I mean, oh, I, yeah. I guess fitness and training, that was always part of you. Fitness training was always a part. Um, it wasn't until I um, probably like, I want to say into my late 30s, mid 30s, that nutrition really took on a big part. That changed everything. Did something happen in your life where you started to have more of a focus um, on diet? So I got married in, um, in 92 um, and found out I had testicular cancer but it was because of a pickup game of football. So my groin was swollen. One of my testicles was swollen. Went to the doctor, found out I had a tumor. Wow. Caught it early, very lucky. Uh, woke me up, and I got into triathlons, biathlons. Uh, got my diving certification. Um, so know. so 92, you're diagnosed with cancer, Yeah. which I think was the same year Magic Johnson was diagnosed with HIV. I believe so. And the Knicks had their... They lost the Bulls in the 92 playoffs. So that was that was heartbreaking. Also, 92 was a terrible year for a lot of people. But you know what? If you look back on it, it was when real basketball was real basketball. People played defense. That's true. We're definitely going to talk about that. Okay. Because um, I think we're going to disagree about a couple things. <laughs> um, so did you have chemo? Did you go through radiation? No, I gave one of my testicles to science. Um, had a lot of lymph nodes taken out of my abdomen. I went to the doctors every month for x-rays, blood work. So we went through the passive treatment instead of, you know, going right to chemo. Wanted to have kids. Um, went to the sperm bank, gave a few donations. Um, that's a pretty funny story. Um, <laughs> What's the story? Um, I was in, uh, so the, the room down the hall, there's probably about 12 people on microscopes. And they're counting sperm, you know. They're looking at sperm. Uh, quality is it you know is it active non-active is is this guy have any virility you know I just and, found a job for a few friends okay. 
So down the hallway is this room, and if the red light was on, you couldn't go in. If the green light was on, you can enter. And inside, they had like a shrink couch. You know, you lay in a couch, and uh, you can contemplate or pick up a magazine, turn on the TV, and put the A-track video in it. And, um, you know, get yourself a little uh, stimulated and take care of business. You took the, the cup, which you ejaculated into, and you put it on the counter, which had a circle. The whole process is kind of hilarious. But <laughs> I went in there one day, and there was no video, so I opened up the door. And way down the hallway was a woman at the front desk, and I'm waving at her, and she can't see me. I'm just trying to get her attention because I wanted a video. You know, I just I needed some help. And I said, excuse me. And she said, yeah. I said, uh, there's no video down here. And all 12 people turned and looked at me, you know, and I went, oh, shit. <laughs> Closed the door, and uh, she finally came over, and she helped me out. But uh, it was funny times. That's very funny. And that's not the first time ejaculated has been mentioned on this podcast before. So good to hear. Um, yeah, you're in very good company. Um, and then psychologically, so, so you're someone who's so active and always doing something. And then this happens where mm -hmm. it kind of puts you on the sidelines for a bit. How are you mentally? Um, you know what? It was a big scare. I mean, it woke me up. I, I was in shock, first of all. Um, you know, when uh, the doctor felt my testicle and told me to pull up my pants right away and set up a surgery date three days later, I was pretty taken aback. I was like, holy shit. You know, you don't have any time to think about it. You just react. And that whole weekend, you know, I went up to Vermont, uh, went skiing, um, and just was, I was, I was in, a, in, a, in the atmosphere. Um, had the surgery right away. Um, and they told me it was encapsulated. So that was one of the reasons we just, you know, we didn't go for chemo right away because right. it, it is cellular. But um, we, I want to take my chances and, and, you know, do the process. So for five years, we went through the, the blood work and the x-rays and, and the MRIs. Um, but it, it, it woke me up to life and how short it is and health is wealth. And, you know, I got into the fitness industry right after that. Interesting. Okay. And then talk to me about how diet played a role into the next steps there. So my neighbor, who I used to laugh at all the time, because I'd seen him in the window. Where'd you live? I lived in uh, Scotch Plains, New Jersey at the yeah. time, and he owned Cross Training Fitness Studio in Melbourne, Short Hills, New Jersey. So Joe would get up at five o'clock every day. He'd be at work at six, and you know I roll out of bed about eight. Sometimes I'd be in my bathroom, and you know I'd wake up, go to the bathroom, go back to sleep, and you know uh, I get up and just work out of my office, out of home. But I want to buy this business from him, and wind up doing a bodybuilding show. And through that show, nutrition is really, it's where I learned how to lose, you know, was it 40 pounds in 12 weeks without cardio. And you were in your mid-30s at this point? I or? was 37 at the time. Okay. My, my wife gave birth to our son uh, two weeks before the show. And I had the uh, 12 p.m., 3 a.m., and 6 a.m. feeding. That was a challenge. So wow. I was working on about 6-7% body fat. Interesting. Yeah. So what was your diet at that time? Well, Definitely different than today's um, uh, diet. Um, the way we looked at it was we took my normal feeding and we broke that up into six exact same meals, 6 a.m., 9, 12, 3, 6, 9. And so the body became more um, efficient in breaking food down instead of being overwhelmed and it upped my metabolism. So it boosted my body's ability. Like take a log, you put it in a fireplace and it's the fire is going to start. The whole objective or the goal was to keep that fire hot. Not to stuff it, not to put too little in it, to, in it but to keep it keep it going. Interesting. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, you put a marble bag bathing suit on, you have to get up on stage. And the other part was, well, I'm going to eat all these meals for the next number of months perfectly because I don't want to disappoint or embarrass myself. Right. Um, I looked amazing, but it wasn't um, So the foods you were eating and the diet that 
you had had more of a correlation to how you were looking, but not so much to how you were feeling. Exactly. So, you know, we use shrimp, uh, chicken, and a little bit of beef as my protein. And we used uh, brown rice, white rice, and pasta as my carb. There were no fats. Um, you know, I, I just, I was probably running on adrenaline. Uh, after the show, uh, I was shot. Um, I was probably, you know, I trained for a year and a quarter. Um, I trimmed down for 12 weeks, and I probably was um, not the same for about two or three months after that. I'm thinking about a few people who are listening right now who are trying to figure out what you ate mm -hmm. so they can look good. <laughs> I know specifically who is thinking about that okay. right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nutrition is the bomb. Um, you know, we're taught and told what to do, but really here in the U.S., it's all about companies making money on our behalf. Uh, low cal, low fat, you know, the leading's in the wrong direction because they want us to buy their products. In today's day and age, you know, we're a lot smarter. You know, people are going after, you know, on Google, different things and they're researching, they're finding out what the real deal is themselves. Yeah. Now, your parents, were they from Jersey also? Um, my mother was from Irvington. Um, my father grew up in Irvington. He played uh, high school and uh, ball in the Navy. So he was on uh, naval ships uh, playing basketball in China and Japan wow. and, and Europe. Um, they call him Slick Nick. Um, Nick was a piece of work. So my father wasn't around when I was younger. He was um, just an interesting guy. We'll leave it at that. But one story I have for you, when I was 18, I met him down the Jersey Shore. We went to Joey Harrison Surf Club. And um, this is the epitome of who my father was. He had a gold chain on his neck, and he had a V hanging off of it. And a girl came up to him and said, Nicky, Nicky, can you buy me a drink? You know, he bought her a drink, and he lit her a cigarette. And she goes, Nick, I always wanted to know, why do you have a V in your chain? And he said, simple, my dear, vasectomy. So that was my father. Um, my mother was Polish. My father was Italian. My mother was Polish. Um, my mother's uh, uh, aunts, uncles, my grandparents, all big drinkers. Gin, gin, and more gin. Uh, they were not, they were just trying to, you know, figure things out themselves. You Interesting. Know? Yeah. My grandfather is Polish also, and he had a little bit of a drinking problem also. <laughs> um, Last name? Whitlin. Vishnesky. Vishnesky. Yeah. Okay. Vishnesky. 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 All right. Yeah. So when I went to college, instead of Ray Dente, it was Ray Fatanyats. I would, uh -huh. I would, you know, I would play games with people because, you know, it was always the Polish jokes. Say, how do you get a Polak out of a tree? A one-armed Polak out of a tree, you wave to him. <laughs> how do you confuse a Polish person? How's that? You put him in a round room and tell him to pee <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> That's a good one. Um... Okay, so it's so it's so you finish the bodybuilding contest. Mm -hmm. You're looking great, but you realize this is not realistic. This is really not realistic. Yeah, okay. it's not realistic. It's not realistic, but it taught me what the body was capable of. That was the biggest thing. And it kind of like opened my mind to holy shit, like the muscle content under my layers of fat. And I'm I'm not talking like fat fat, you know, like rounded, you know, full looking, you know, husky healthy uh, body is what I had. Um, but what was underneath was a was a I was like a specimen. I had veins. I had a roadmap of veins. But at that time, you were still two hundred eight. I was two hundred eight pounds. So okay. I, went, I went from two forty eight to two hundred eight in twelve weeks. Got it. But um, you know, I was emaciated. You know, my whole face sunk in. Um, yeah, my 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 the gun show, the shoulders, the abs. You know, my the my quads, like everything was popping. But I felt like shit. You know, I felt horrible. And when I think about it now, the people that still do bodybuilding, they cycle like this, you know, at least once or twice a year. When you say that you weren't feeling 
great. What does that mean? So you weren't able my, to my, get up in the my, morning my, or my energy, my focus, my mood. Uh, I was lethargic. Uh, my brain wasn't, but you're still working out every day. So you're still, you're still able yeah. to perform at a high level, yeah. but I guess yeah, it's, everything else. Yeah. It's kind of suffered. Like, yeah. It's like people getting married, you know, they have to do all these, you know, all the planning for this one day event, you know, they get there and, and, and they go on their honeymoon and they just, they go, they go to pop. They drink, they eat, they just blow, they, they blow a gasket, you know, and they just break down because it's all for that one moment in time. It's not realistic. So when I came here to the city and started training clients, it was all about transformation because that's what I knew. Transformation training. Right. To get people to eat differently, put them on meal plans, you know, cut calories, you know, but make it efficient enough where they weren't starving, but they were just, they were getting by and they were seeing results. So, you know, eight. 12, 16 week transformations, people were very successful, but did it last? No. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so you're in Milburn, short, uh, right? Mm -hmm. And you have your own studio now. Yeah. And then you start your own personal training business. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that was more one on one. You're doing group classes. How yeah. was that working? So, uh, cross training was a cross of one on one and semi private classes. Um, I had 52 employees. Um, wow. we had, we had uh, one, uh, personal training studio, two classrooms, um, two locker rooms. We had a baby sitting room and a uh, vestibule for the front 6,000 square feet. We did over 20,000 training sessions a year and we did over 60 semi private classes a week. It was a handful Wow! and trying to manage people and, you know, the trainers, the group class instructors, uh, the egos, the who's not coming in today. What trainer is going to fill in for those clients coming in? You know, what babysitter is not going to be in to take care of the kids? You know, after five years of war on me and I had to dump it, I had to get out, I had to get rid of it. And focus more just on clients. fitness, training, clients. Yeah, yeah getting yeah. my own my own, my own, own mental well-being back and getting, getting my own uh, self straightened and getting on track. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some of your clients now. Okay. Uh, as I mentioned before, I'm very close with some of them. Um, one to one order. And we're going to start with Big let's, David. Let's start with Big Bridge. Yeah. Okay, How long so, have you known him for? I've known David for about two and a half years. David used to train with. How did he uh, find you? Uh, right here. I, I was here. He was with uh, uh, two other trainers before they went back to Holland. Uh, Jair and Jason, great guys. Uh, more into the strength training, you know, the more meat and potatoes, you know, the, uh, uh, okay. you know, the, the, grunt, <laughs> the kettlebells, the grunting. Um, and David's uh, 50th winning, uh, David's 50th birthday was coming up. And um, we've been training for a little bit of time. And um, I guess, you know, he kind of understood my methodology when it came to nutrition. And it was all about lifestyle. So David's a professional. He owns his own business. He's a very smart guy, bright guy. And, um, you know, I sat him down and gave him my package. Fill it out. Let me see what kind of foods you like. And, um, you know, see what where I can actually, what lane I can put you in. Carnivore, uh, primal, paleo, keto. And it turns out David loves a lot of meats, a lot of fatty meats, you know, a lot of good fatty foods, which most of us think is, is bad for us. We've been taught to believe that cholesterol is bad, fat is bad. Meanwhile, our country is going to shit, you know, we're eating processed food, sugar, grains, you know, a lot of dairy, alcohol. But uh, David lost about 35 pounds and uh, he's maintained it. His lifestyle is now solid and uh, he's getting stronger every week. He's, he's a great dude. I actually, uh, David's great. Yeah, I love the guy. So meat is a big part of your yeah. diet, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, this trend of veganism 
companies like Beyond Meat mm-hmm. were putting meat yeah. substitutes and yeah. all of these T- different total companies. Bullshit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, t- total bullshit. It's it's not real. It's got more shit in it. Yeah, you could probably set the thing on fire. Um, Tell me how you really feel about it. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, listen, everybody's out there to try to make money. And, you know, whoever's listening to this, listen to me. Um, whatever you see in a wrapper, a paper wrapper, a, a, a can, um, a, a brown bag, you know, in a cup, um, anything that's not a whole food, you're selling yourself short. Yeah. So when it comes to meat, there's cafe meat. Right. So all meats are not great, but then you've got grass fed, pasture raised um, cows that are actually eating grass. You know what they're they've evolved to eat. Then you've got the animals that are being fed, fed grains. Now think about this. They're grain fed cows and they're getting fatter. Wouldn't humans think, oh, my God, the cows are getting fatter. They're eating grains. I got to stop eating grains. But the American standard diet pushes grains. It's, it's kind of like something that just blows my mind that we can't figure out. And the restaurants actually put Galadin in, well, the, the bread has Galadin in it. Right. But it makes you 25% hungry. So it stimulates your appetite. So you're sitting there looking at the menu, you're eating the bread, bang, now you're ordering more food. Your appetite's going to grow. It's going to stimulate. So getting back to grass-fed, yeah, there's CAFO meat, which means um, concentrated animal feeding operations, hormones, antibiotics, stuffing cows with grains. They're, they're, they're standing side by side. They're basically crapping on each other. And this is the meat that's not great for people. Right. And you've got the real deal, the real McCoy, um, the real deal, Holyfield, the, the grass-fed meat. Yeah. So omega-3s versus omega-6s. So when people become more educated on real meat, healthy meat versus shit meat and the meat that the vegans are eating, which is not meat, um, people get healthy real quick. And, and grains are so, no pun intended, but ingrained in our society right now you yeah know, we talked off air about dig in yeah. and how it yeah. you know dig in is this fast casual place that's yeah. considered a healthy option yeah and i think right off the bat they ask for you know what two grains do you want here right, right. they ask you for okay so what base you know the, yeah right yeah, yeah. So right namely base. in right what is it rice or could be could be a quinoa it could be greens it could yeah. be quinoa it could be two more yeah, yeah. it could be two more so you get Potato, you, know, you can get like Sweet potato, cauliflower. So right yep. away, you've got you've got three servings of, of carbohydrates. Right, you're baked. You're done. You know they don't they don't understand the balance of calories. So yeah, it's right. all about it costs them the least amount of money, and that's why you get a small portion of protein. The protein they leave for last. They don't ask you if you want any fat. But they have avocado sitting there if you want it, which is a healthy fat. So they're sticking their thumb up your ass with the three carbs, and then they're asking you, okay, because the other part, you know, they want to keep that lean. I walk in there and I say to them, okay, just give me um, give me a uh, half of a sweet potato and uh, I want double meat and I want a, uh, I want two halves of an avocado. And they said, no, 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 but you get a, you get a base. No, thank you. I'll skip the base, but you get two more carbs. I don't want the carbs. Okay. Wait, let me understand this. You don't want the carbs. I don't want the carbs. Just give me, give me half a sweet potato. Give me double, give me double chicken. Give me double salmon and then give me the avocado. Okay. Hold on. I understand this. You don't want the carbs. So I stopped going there because they fight with me. And I say, I'm paying for it. But they just don't get it because the world doesn't get it. Right. They see it as a deal, a convenience. They want to be fed. They just want to fill their stomach. They don't give a crap how they look or feel. It's about just keep me alive and awake so I can make it through the day. Right. Going back to the big bridge. Okay. Tell me Bridges' biggest strength and his biggest weakness. 
Uh, well, David's worked on a lot of his weaknesses. I mean, I think his biggest weakness was his balance. Don't I mean, hold back. He's still going to pay you. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, maybe he can brush his teeth before he comes in, <laughs> in the morning. Nah, David, I'm messing around. He, what, listen, Dave, David loves food like I love food. David loves garlic. Um, you know, he loves to season his meats. Um, garlic. So you're not powder, really joking gar- about him brushing his teeth. You really. <laughs> <laughs> no, David, what Dave and I have in common, and, and we have a bet coming up, is I think I can out-eat him meat-wise. I think I could put down two and a half pounds of meat in one sitting. And so we're going to go to uh, Wolfgang's. So we're going to get the scale out. So every time you take meat off the um, plate, yeah, and put it on your own. You have to weigh it first. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna have a meat. We're gonna have a meat contest. Okay, I got a chef that might want to prepare that meat for you. Yeah, but his strength is his deadlift and squat. Um, his weakness was his balance. Um, but look at David, six foot seven, tall, long arm, long arm, long leg guy. You know, just his motoring is is you know different than somebody small and compact. But he's aces on it now. Got he's it. worked on it really, really hard. He's come a long way. So let's go from someone who is. Tall, long, and lean to someone who is short and a little stocky. All right. So uh, Maximilian is uh, – <laughs> I love Max. He, Ma- Max told me a story yesterday about his going to um, Scotland to play uh, golf. Yeah. St. Andrews. Yeah. Scotland, right? With his, bro- his uh, brother-in-law, his father-in-law, yeah. his uh, grandfather-in-law. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been training Max for a while now. Ma- Listen, Max is strong. He's he's five foot seven. He's compact. Five seven, right. He wishes he was <laughs> Max has – I think the biggest thing he Max has got is his mental strength. I, I, can't, I can't beat him down. It's tough. He comes back at me. He'll always correct me with how many reps he's doing. And, you know, no, this is our second set, not our third. You know, uh, Very I'm, competitive. Very competitive guy. Gets up on the tee box in Scotland, and they announce him. You know, Max Oshman, Brooklyn, New York, gets up to the tee box, and he freaking shanks it. <laughs> and I think his father-in-law topped his uh, ball, and I think it went 30 feet off the box. But um, it's He a- was on our uh, – so Max, Jeff, and I played high school basketball together. Max was, let's say, the Matthew Delavadova of the team. Yeah, Every it. game. Spunky. Spunky, diving all over the – you know, getting into fights. Yeah, throwing um, elbows, cur- throwing a Mixing it up with people. Yeah. yeah Max that was, talking. That was Max. Nice. He, I love it. He could play. Did he, but- did he wear 69? What was his jersey number? Uh, he wishes. Um, what was Max's jersey number? Max probably wore like double zero or something stupid like that. Just, <laughs> just or, to piss or, people off. Or, or 11 to make him taller. Right, right. right exactly. Um, Max's. So we, we got to take a quick break in a, in a bit. But um, Max's best, Attribute. biggest strength and his biggest weakness right now. Uh, his mental strength. Um, Max can plank it out. I could probably throw 100 pounds on Max's back and he's just going to give me a solid plank. Um, his weakness is probably, um, when I throw multiple circuits together and, uh, it's all, um, lower body related one leg movement into another, into a core, into a leg. And, uh, he's got back issues. No, no, no. It's just, uh, I know how to get, I know how to work his ass. Okay. Yeah. I, I just hit his glutes. I just crack the glutes, crack the legs and yeah, he's, 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 he fights though. He's a fighter. I, I mean, we've clearly seen an improvement with. With Max, what's the next step that you're looking for for, um, for him? I, I want Max to um, get on the meal plan with me um, because he, he loves food. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it, and I, I love food too. But I just, he's also out with in client dinners all uh, you know all the time, and yeah. and it's 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 hard. Yeah, so. I, I hear he has a heavy hand. 
and um, you know he may be picking up the uh, the glass a few times here yeah. and there. But listen, and it's he, funny because he has a, his his wife is one of the most disciplined eaters yeah. that I know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, out of sight, out of mind, which he doesn't know is going on. And he gets away with it. It's a great so, point. And you know what? You got to entertain clients, and I get that. And uh, but when he's ready, I'm ready for him. All right. Well, on the other side of this break, we're gonna get to the freak and the king. Coming up next. Now is an opportunity for me to tell you about our sponsor, Hip Recruiter, the number one recruiting site to find the hippest employees on the market to improve the level of coolness in your office. Think of law firms, accounting firms, mortgage companies, where the staff as a whole is dull and boring. They watch Desperate Housewives and Mad Men because, well, they are Desperate Housewives and they are Mad Men. Hip Recruiter is the place to find the employees that have exciting lives outside of the office to spice things up in the office. We have a bevy of shark hunters, gigolos, hitmen, gefilte fishers, scratch golfers, Uber drivers, and so much more. Now is the time to hire some excitement into your company. Visit hiprecruiter.com today and enter the word schmooze into the referral code for a 2% discount off your first hire. Again, that's hiprecruiter.com. Hire cool, hire now. And now it's time to get back to the show. All right, so we are back with the one and only Ray Dente. Uh, so we just finished talking about the big bridge. We talked about Maximilian, and uh, who's next? How about uh, let's go to Jeff? Okay, the king, the king of all beasts. Well, the Jizzler. <laughs> let me let me tell you a story about this guy. So you know, meeting Jeff was interesting because when we first he did the meal plan with me, and. Um, I marked it up like an English teacher would mark up someone's paper. First of all, he, he's become like a like an amateur chef. Yeah. I mean, he's he's grocery shopping every day. Yeah, no, he's he, making all of his own meals. Yeah, no, he's at Italy almost every other day, and I'm proud of him. Yeah, yeah. he's done a great job. I'm, he's 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 actually chiseled. You know, he's he's benching 200 pounds now. Um, but what? Which my, is not easy for someone with long arms. No, and on top of that, I think we bench maybe 10 times. Tops, he just keeps getting stronger every workout. Um, but through the initial aspect of any training with any client, you have to develop a base, meaning cardio or muscular endurance. You know, I just throw people into the fire. I'm here to, you know, build their their belief system up, not take it away from them. So, um, you know, he's played basketball, and his first goal was he wanted to dunk the basketball. But my goal for him was to reduce body fat, add muscle a little more primed and, and, and kind of like, you know, intimidating looking, but strong, like lean and mean, sculpted. Um, he's really good in the machines. So we compete on the skier, the rower. Uh, oh, he talks about it all the time. And the bike. So, you know, as he got better in all three machines, he wanted to beat the 20 calorie record on the assault bike. And we had this really hard 30 minute workout this one night. And, you know, he wasn't feeling well. And I knew what happened. He didn't eat properly that day. It's one of those days he's running around town, you know, working client to client, whatever he was doing. And his blood sugar was low. You know, his glucose was low. So he went to the bathroom and he puked. He puked big time. He was in there for about a good four minutes. But he came out. This guy came out. He got on the freaking bike and he beat the record on the assault bike. We we heard all about it. I think I spoke to Jeff the next day or later that day after he puked. Uh, and uh, to yeah. Total respect. This is actually the picture that he sent us today. Yeah. So pictures, 
and comments about your workouts yeah. are on our text message thread yeah. on a daily. We talk about four things, right? No, that's, we, talk that's, about, that's, we talk about sports, talk about food. We talk about crazy things we see on the internet. And then we talk about Ray Dente. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, thank you. But <laughs> it's really the effort they put in. I, I, I give everybody the plan. And their job is to execute and bring the effort and also eat well. But yeah, Jeff, Jeff is an animal. Yeah. Like, like he, he, he's finally realizing his own strength and he's making a connection as to what is possible given the right combination of fitness, food, and sleep, the mind body connection. Right. Right. And it, it's funny what it does to your, your, uh, your psyche, your mm -hmm. mental strength. Yeah. You know, I haven't worked out in a week, and, you yeah. feel, and, and I feel it. Yeah. I feel it more mentally than I do physically. Well, I can't get Jeff away from the mirror now. You know, he's, he's, he's one of those guys now. He's left shot, right shot, you know, actually wets his fingers, and he gets the eyebrows back a little bit. And he's got the perfectly combed hair. Yeah, he, he actually passed his uh, hair gel along to me, which I really appreciate. He's got strong hair game. Yeah, no, he does. No, he does. And I like the, I like the, the facial hair. That, that puts the whole thing together. I told Leash today, I'm like, Leash, we can't get him too sexy. That could be a problem. So I have to get her just as sexy. You got to slow down. We, gotta, um, we have to get her just as sexy. I don't know if you have to work that hard for Alicia, though. Yeah, no, I know. She's, she's a sweetheart. Um, so, Jeff, biggest strength, biggest weakness? Um, Jeff's biggest strength is he doesn't quit. Um, no matter what, he puts, his, uh, he puts his two feet forward. He comes in and train hard. Every freaking session. His biggest weakness is Max and Jeff each are going twice a week right now. Yeah. And Bridge and uh, twice. Everyone's twice right two, now. Two times. Okay. Two times. So when you think about that, and you think about most people going to gym five days a week, mm -hmm. and you see the results. Yeah. Most people go to the gym to run, do some kind of cardio. I'm all about strength training, but functional strength training, mastering your body weight, a lot of core, a lot of glute work, and single leg activity. Right. Leash? You know about leash? Yeah, I do. Okay. Did well, we talk about Jeff's biggest weakness? <laughs> <laughs> I just think that um, Jeff's biggest weakness is he's not as sexy as he thinks he is. Mm, okay. <laughs> but actually, he is. Now, his, Jeff's biggest weakness is probably just the fact that he's tall. Like he, I think he and I, the biggest thing we have in common is we think we can do everything. Yeah. But we're not. We're not five foot ten. So CrossFitters. The best CrossFitters are five foot eight to five foot ten. Right. So I think Jeff's biggest weakness is thinking he's a five foot ten guy. Got it. Like me. And, yeah. I, and we're and we're not. You know, we can we can't slow dance with chicks. But Leash is tall. Right. I sorry to find you know girls to slow dance with. <laughs> uh, so speaking about the freak, uh, she's one of your newer clients, right? She's actually come on real strong. Yeah. Uh, I've known Leash for about two months now, two and a half months. Um, when she first came in, she just came in to look at the space, the studio, and she was very, you know, standoffish, very calm, very, you know, I'm going to just look around. Hi, how are you? And she walked out. And I didn't expect anything from her, but man. Um, just a sweet yeah. West Coast girl. Yeah. No, no. She's, she's, she's a beast now. She's the real beast. So The queen of all beasts. The queen of all beasts. Uh, Long-limbed, um, strong, um, comes here. She, she's warmed up off her bike. She's sweaty. She's ready to go. So rumor has it she couldn't do a push-up when she got here. Uh, she could not. Uh, the reason being is she had no core strength. So the core connects your upper and lower body together, and we worked on it right away. And now? So two and a half months in? Um, she's awesome. She'll give me 10 push-ups on her own. It's impressive. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Biggest strength for her? Uh, Leisha's biggest strength is, I just think, her attitude. She always has a positive outlook on life. She comes in to work hard, uh, like Jeff. Uh, biggest weakness is just the fact she's tall. Yeah. You know? Um, 
sometimes that's a takeaway. Yeah. You know, it, it limits what you can do. But working on the butt, that's what we're working on now is the glute work, and, and that's going to become our strength. Right, right. So there's one guy in our group of friends who is thinks he's into fitness. I think I've heard about this guy. Yeah, the mole. The mole. And uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a picture of him a while ago. You know, it, not, not too bad. I mean, if, if you, anyone needs a personal trainer, it's yeah, the mall. Quick glance at him. You know, if I were just to look at him and look away, I would say, okay, compared to most, you know, out of shape, overweight dudes, not bad. But if I were to look at it hard, I would say, um, couldn't last three minutes in bed, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah no, no legs, no ass. I don't know what, you know, his wife is grabbing onto. Um, Very skinny legs. And yeah. he, he's a runner. He's, he's a long distance runner. He claims to be. All right. So and look, he claims look, to be look, like a really fast runner, but. Yeah, well, look at look at Ethiopians, right? Mm -hmm. They're long distance runners. They have no muscle in their body. Right. Look at West Africans, sprinters, Jamaicans. You know, all the Caribbean um, Africans that you know had migrated over the years. Well, the mall is Moroccan, so this actually makes perfect sense. Well, I don't. Well, Moroccan, he claims to be Moroccan. Yeah, maybe it's just the food he's eating too. You know, maybe he's having too many. Um, I don't know what is that uh, baba ganoush. Sure. <laughs> Too much hemp, yeah. uh, pea protein. Is he vegan? He's not vegan. He's kosher. Oh. Yeah. He's like a like a born-again Jew, Okay, actually. So um, probably no pork. No pork, for sure. Okay. Um, unless he does it behind closed doors and doesn't tell anyone. All right. So does he have any kids? He's or? got one kid and one okay. on the way. Oh, wow. So yeah. he, still can, he can still get it going. He, yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what is and what is this about the mole? Where did, where did that name come from? He has uh, he has a mole on his penis. Oh wow! And uh, he's not afraid to show it okay. to anybody. I've heard of a thing called uh, Peroni's disease, where your <laughs> penis actually bends to the left when you get a hard on. Yeah. But I've never heard about a mole. So yeah, it takes over the whole entire penis. Is that what attracted his wife to him, the mole? Or uh, you know what? I think it took a while before they turned the lights on. So <laughs> it was too it. late. It, and and then it was too late. I'm sure he's a good guy though. <laughs> she was already um, mole deep. There you go. Mole um, deep. All right, switching gears for a second. I know you're a big sports guy. Uh, you're a big Knicks fan. Let's go Knicks. Thirty-five wins this season. Yeah, you're on record as saying they're going to win thirty-five wins, which is fucking crazy i've got two bets going on right now full-blown stake at wolfgang's knicks are getting 35 wins they've got a 12-man rotation it's going to be team basketball like lynn sanity we've got our guards we've got power forwards coming out of our ass too many power forwards but you know what bobby portis right it's it's kind of like you know it's kind of like dallas's defensive line this year is going to be stout all right, just right. going to keep sending people in and out, in and out, in and out. It's going to be survival of the fittest. Be wearing other teams down. All right. Before you start spewing nonsense all over my podcast, I pulled up their schedule. Okay. Let's let's look at it together. Let's look at it. Okay. So their first five games, right? At San Antonio, at Brooklyn. All right. Let's go back. At San Antonio. Okay. That's 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 a loss. At Brooklyn, you're taking them down. At that's New York game. That's a loss. Boston, Boston's a loss. Boston's a loss. Chicago. Then you have Chicago and then Chicago. Orlando. So All the right. first five games are one in one and four. I'm going two and three. Chicago's a win and they're winning out of Orlando. All right. There's a stretch coming up here after Cleveland. Where is it? All right. So they have they go Chicago, Orlando. Then they're at Boston, home against Sacramento. Then they go at Detroit, at Dallas, home against Cleveland. Could be one and four. Could be two and three. 
All right, so 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 they're they're basically let's say four and six right here to, you know, to start the season. I, I see where you're going with this. You know, you know where I'm going. Right. I'm, I'm going. They're going to surprise here. people based on not knowing team chemistry and team basketball. Right. Look at this stretch starting on Wednesday, November twentieth. They have Philadelphia, San Antonio, Brooklyn, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, Indiana, Portland, Golden State, Sacramento, Denver. Okay, so okay. Did you ever, stretch right here. Hang on. Hold That's on. Did, one, you, did you ever hear two, the, the look three, ahead? The other four, thing. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. That's that's thirteen losses in a row. If they're lucky. They'll go two and eleven during that stretch. All right, so here's here's my takeaway on where this. are these thirty five wins coming from? Who who did you make this bet the with? Problem I want with in. the schedule is you're not looking at who these teams are playing themselves. So what's happening with them is they're playing tougher teams before they play the Knicks and after. So they're doing the look ahead. They're looking ahead in their schedule, and the Knicks are going to surprise their asses. That's what I'm looking at. From from your mouth to God's ears, man. I I, I hope so. I know you're a real Knicks fan because of how irrational you are. That's <laughs> that's 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 how you know someone is is yeah, a diehard. Yeah, we haven't had a team in such a long time. But who's your favorite Nick team? If you can go back, say oh, like, this 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 is my this is my team. Uh, definitely the Patrick Ewing team with Anthony Mason and, and Oakley, Oakley, Charles uh, Smith, yeah, the defense, Starks. Johnny Starks, Duncan uh, against the Bulls. Um, I got a Johnny Starks uh, jersey. I've got a, um, a Anthony Mason jersey. So I referenced 92, yep. which was a bad year for you, although you got married that year. Um, but 80s basketball was good. 80s basketball was good, but 92, that was the Knicks. That was, the, that was their best chance to beat the Bulls by far. So they, they, had, they were a 60-win team. They were first in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference. And Jordan, for, for his standards – did not perform very well in that series. Pippen was not that great. The Knicks just couldn't score. The Bulls locked them down completely in that series and went seven. Yeah, that right. was their one chance. So they had, who was it? It was, they had Mark Jackson was their point guard, Xavier McDaniel, yeah, Ewing, yeah. Oakley. Um, you know what they lost? That was the one I'll year. You, I'll tell you what they lost, belief system. Yeah. It all comes back to that. All they didn't believe to, themselves. No, they didn't believe themselves. They, they lost before that series started. But that was the brilliance of Jordan, right? Yeah. I think he just he took he took your belief system. No better basketball player in the world ever will ever be. MJ, number so, 23. So LeBron's not in the conversation. Uh, he's an amazing player. He's a, a top-level athlete. He's much, much bigger than Jordan was. And the rules in the game and, and people being able to run down to paint and dunk. And, you know, it's a different game. It's all about scoring now. Who's the best two-guard aside from Jordan during the 90s that Jordan played against? Um, maybe from uh, maybe from Detroit. Um, Joe Dumars? Yeah. All right. Who's 6'2"? Yeah. Okay. Who yeah. else? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I exactly. Really, I really, I really exactly think, my I really point. So it. Jordan's competition John Stockton. John Stockton, uh, a 6'1 white guy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, what's his name? Who's the other guy from Detroit? Uh, Isaiah? Isaiah Thomas. Oh, 6'1". Who played for Indiana? Reggie Miller. There you go. 130 pounds. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, look, I, like, so who's, who's your team? My, I'm a Knicks fan. Oh, you're a Knicks oh, fan? I'm, I'm, I, okay. I, I'm, but I'm more of a rational Knicks fan. All right. I'm not going to say that they're going to win 35 teams right, so realistically, when they have Bobby Portis as their power forward. Where do you see them this year? They're, they're a 18-22 they're a win team. 18. Which is which is which is which is where they should be. So you don't think the Nick fans are, are gonna cheer these guys along, bring them bring them into like you know 
top-level basketball. Where you've been the last 30 years. <laughs> I don't know. I think the energy is different. I, I think that's all about. It. I mean, Robinson at center. I think they have youth. I think they they have an opportunity just to play team ball. I mean, listen, Melo got hurt, right? And who else is hurt uh, on the next? Amari. Amari, right? So Melo came back. He didn't want to play the four, and Amari didn't want to play the five. Not team players, mm-hmm. but when they were out and Linsanity was playing, mm-hmm. what was their record? I think they were ten and twelve. Sure. So for me, I think anything's possible. So I always look at the possibility. I'm not, I'm not a naysayer, but I hear what you're saying. It's gonna be a tough schedule. It's a, it's a tough season. I, I get it. It'll be tough. I like the team. I like the makeup. I like the youth. Does it make a difference if they win 18 games or 35 games? It really doesn't matter as long as they're on a path of growing the team and becoming a True. team that can compete. Yeah. So I want to see Fizel, you know, successful. I think he's, I like he's, him. Yeah. He's, 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 he's great. Yeah. I mean, but, ownership is not, you know, but yes, if you're winning basketball games, nobody talks about ownership anymore. Right. And do you need a, a, a real star or two stars or can you actually build the team? I mean, look at OKC. They drafted players and they built them. We don't have stout players like that, but I think team basketball is more important. We didn't win anything with Melo. So, that's what I look at team basketball. I agree. I would just say when you have a sport where one player makes such a big difference because there's only five guys on the court at a time, that one superstar can make a big, big impact. All right. So who do we pick up power forward wise? Who's the kid from um, New Orleans? Uh, Julius Randle. There you go. That's my man right that, there. That, that's, we're, we're putting all the hopes of the Knicks on Julius well, Randle. No, attitude. I'm talking about attitude. So you need a, a, like a, an Anthony Mason to come yeah. in. They 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 had pussies on their team last year. Agreed. Who was who was the guy? Nobody. Yeah. Look at the Giants. Look at the New York Giants. Who's on defense? Who's who's lead? They have leadership. They need leadership. Right. They need someone to talk to talk and and and, and back it up. Right. Um, I think this guy can possibly. Uh, I like Julius Randle. Step it up. Uh, he plays zero defense. I don't think he'll ever get past half court to even play defense. He might just stay on one side of the court to play offense. But offensively, he's going to put up numbers. All right, you know so why I'm... he's going to put up numbers? Because no one else will. Right. <laughs> All right. So I'll tell you what. Are we on record here? Yeah, we, we, right. we're, we're officially on record. I'm going to bet you the steak dinner. Okay. What is the over and under? Because let's be fair. Well, you said 35. You're I the know, one that said it. The real over and under is 28. All right. We'll say 28. I'll, I'll, I'll take the under. Okay. Yeah. So. What the bet right now, Wolfgang steak dinner done with mushrooms and cream spinach, whatever you want, and, I'm, the, I'm, and I'm the, in. the inch the inch fat bacon, okay, and a nice porterhouse steak, okay, handshake. Can I get a seltzer also on the yes. side? <laughs> um, Ray, any as as we're, we're uh, wrapping up here, any any final tips? Actually, one thing I I did want to ask you, someone who let me let me say this. Go ahead. Um, to Jeff, uh, to Max. Before we even get to that. Okay. Tips or advice for someone who can't afford a personal trainer? What can someone do who maybe has a $30 to $40 gym membership or they have space in their apartment where they can do something? Um, they don't have the means or the time right now to engage with a personal trainer. What 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 advice do you have for them? Um, well, I think starting with body weight, um, starting with push-ups, planks, squats, and pull-ups is a good way to start putting a program together where you train three days a week, get the proper nutrition and get necessary recovery. You know, it's not just about training five, six, seven days a week. It's really about when you hit it, hit it hard. But the biggest component is nutrition and the rest. But I would say find a trainer, no matter where you are, who can put a program together for you 
one that's progressive and it can elevate your game, kind of like karate belts week after week, something that challenges you, and it's not the same over and over again. When he, when are you going to come out with a with a book like the the al dente? Uh, what well, it would be the the al dente diet for destruction. Um, I'll tell you what. It's, Domination. It's, it's, it is in the works, actually. Really? Um, yeah. I'm going to have an online offering of, um, of training come January. Uh, I do want to start my own podcast, um, but I want to talk about cut the shit and what Americans are doing today, day to day. Yeah. And um, just the whole philosophy, the mental philosophy. But getting back to the training aspect, listen, people can come and see me uh, for an hour in the training floor. I assess them, put them to a workout. And I give them a workout they can take home with them. Their job is to do it three days a week for 20 minutes. It's two circuits. And once they build the base, they come back to see me after a month and I give them another one. So it's it's How affordable. can people find you? How can they find me? How can they reach you? Um, go to bonafidelifestyle.com or just email me, raymondenti at gmail.com. Very cool. And then you got some final words for yeah, man, I, your crew. I, yeah, my crew. Listen, they're they're hard hitters. They they come in, they they work. Their attitude, everything has changed. They're positive. They make me pick up my game. They elevate me, and um, I appreciate them as people, not just uh, you know, well paying customers, but just um, their individuality, um, their smarts, their personality. That they, they're funny individually, and they make my day um, a lot brighter and a lot a lot. I, I look forward to seeing them every you know every week when I come in. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, look, I. I I appreciate everything that. Um, first of all, I appreciate you doing this. This is awesome. I this was fun, um, and I appreciate what you've been doing for them. I mean, I know that they're they've changed drastically, and um, and and yeah. One thing I want to say is, you know, um, as we set goals and we keep changing goals um, every month or two, Jeff, I want to see Jeff get up on a stage in the spring, and they don't have um, like bodybuilding is different these days. They've got these. Um, bathing suit contest mm. they're like they're like kind of like you know hawaiian you get up in board shorts yeah they're like board short contest okay i think jeff can do really well i, where, re I really do where is this competition right, right here in the city so, when is it um it's in april so april 2020 april 2020 yeah 420 i think that i can get a more enough muscle mass on him to balance things out i mean because his legs are just he's animalistic with his legs yeah because right? upper body's catching up right and just to stand posing in like three or four different poses Shave off the body hair. Yep. I'll gel him up. Yep. And he's already got the looks and the hair and, the, you know, the, the whole, he's got the whole enchilada. Wow. I, I want to see him go for it just for the experience. Let's, let's sign him up. Yeah. So I'm hoping he considers it. Do you have any idea when the deadline is to sign up for this? Um, It's probably December. December. Yeah. All right. So we have some time. Yeah. We have about a good four months. Don't let him off the hook. No, no, We need to, we need no, to make sure that yeah, he signs yeah, up for this. I think he's thinking about it. All right. Very good. Well, Ray, this is awesome. Thanks a lot for doing this. And I, uh, I hope uh, we can do it again sometime soon. You got soon. it, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Good.